Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. Let me kick things off by saying we're going to start with a specific car and then we're going to get into the general news and the reason why I'm doing that is because I just found out because I just did a previous recording that there's not enough info to actually fill out an entire episode on its own. So while this is the primary focus of the episode, it's not going to be the only thing we're focusing on. The 2020 Nissan Juke has just come out and I've just learned that we're not getting this new Juke in the US. Why? Because Car and Driver reports that the Kicks has replaced it. Yes, the Nissan Kicks is what has ended up replacing the Juke, which will probably make some of you quite happy considering it's more conventionally styled. Personally, I am actually a bit saddened by this news. The reason why I say that, I've actually seen the new Juke and it's still unique. It's still different, but it's way more mature. It's, it's grown out of its awkward phase. It actually looks good. It's different and good, not different and ugh. It's not different and a disappointment. It's different and refreshing. So I'm actually kind of sad that we're not going to get it on U.S. soil. Maybe the old Juke kind of, with the old styling, there was no way a new one was going to save the name, but who knows. Let's talk about the engine. Unfortunately for those in Europe, this Juke won't be nearly as powerful as its predecessor. While the old Juke had a 1.6 liter turbo inline 4, making 188 horsepower, this Juke has a 1 liter, 3 cylinder turbocharged engine that only makes 117 horsepower. Even if the new Juke is 50.7 pounds lighter than the last model, which it absolutely is, that's not enough to make up for the power deficit. Now let's move on to dimensions. Thankfully, the interior wasn't treated as poorly as the engine bay. Rear passengers now get 2.3 inches or 5.8 centimeters of more leg room and about half an inch or 1.1 centimeters of more headroom. Behind them, you'll find this new Juke also got increased cargo space. How much cargo space is there now? 15 cubic feet, or, four, or 422 liters, a 20% improvement over the last Juke. On the outside, the Juke is also a little bit bigger. It's now 13.8 feet, or 4,210 millimeters long, 5.2 feet, 1,595 millimeters tall, and 5.9 feet, or 1,800 millimeters wide. Speaking of the interior, it's been heavily revised for the 2020 Juke. While it can be said it's much more conventional than the old Juke's interior, that's definitely not a bad thing. Materials look to have been improved and the center stack design seems far less cluttered than before. With that said, the touchscreen in the Juke isn't immune to the tacked-on tablet virus that's infected the automotive world. It might not be the worst example out there, most Mercedes, Mercedes, <laughs> but I'm not liking how it looks thus far. Speaking of the infotainment screen, let's talk about the system itself. Nissan now uses a system they're calling Nissan Connect, which offers, among other things, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. As such, you can also lock the doors, turn on the lights, and even send navigation directions to the car all through your smartphone. Being a Nissan, you can expect to find an assortment of safety tech, some of which include emergency braking, lane keep assist, and blind spot monitoring. The usual suspects, pretty much. With that said, Nissan's ProPilot Autonomous Driving System is also available. Going back to the drivetrain, the 2020 Nissan Juke has two transmissions to choose from, a normal 6-speed manual or a 7-speed dual-clutch automatic. Pricing. Currently, I only have pricing for the UK. As such, the 2020 Juke will start at a, bra at a base price of £17,395, or $21,510. 
which, if you're wondering, is in the base Vizia grade. You're also probably wondering how that compares to the outgoing model. If you're not, for I have that information right here. The outgoing Juke starts at a base price of £15,520, or $19,190. An increase to be noted, but you are getting what looks to be a better Juke than before, so to me that makes sense. The price increases don't stop there though, as even the range topping Techna, Pl Techna Plus model is more expensive than the old Techna Great Juke. By how much? Well, the 2020 Juke in Techna Plus trim is £23,895, or $29,550. That's £3,285, or $4,060, more than the outgoing Juke Techna. That's the end of my notes, so opinion time. I don't know if it's if this Juke is a bit too expensive, but I think it might sell. I do think... Well, okay, okay. If it had a better engine, it, I think it would sell a lot better. It is way underpowered as it is right now. It does not have... 117 horsepower? I mean... I'm not saying the Juke is terribly heavy, but unless that's a Fiesta, that is woefully underpowered. Juke needs some help. It needs a turbo. Oh, wait, it has a turbo. It needs two turbos or a bigger one or just something. It needs more power. It, it really just needs more power. Anyway, anyway, though, that is it for that. Let's get on to some more traditional news. BMW M8 starts at 353000 in Australia. And then there's the options list. Lamborghini Miura, found in German barn, sells for 1.6 million. The new Citroen C5 Aircross majors on comfort, style, and space. VW's labor unions determined to block decision on every new plant in Turkey. 2021, Kia Optima spotted undisguised ahead of its debut next month. Side profile looks pretty good, but I saw the front end. I am really not a fan. So far. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Yukon, and Silver Silverado and GMC Sierra recalled... Stateside. Seven-seat Chevrolet Blazer teased debuts in China next week. Infinity's key 2020 models getting new gen infotainment system. 2020 Genesis GV80 drops more camo as engine lineup confirmed. Ford issues three safety recalls in North America for Edge, Expedition, Transit, and Lincoln Navigator. Next-gen BMW M2 Coupe to stick with rear-wheel drive, says BMW product manager. All-new Ford Broncos world debut, confirmed for spring 2020. The Chevrolet Suburban, industry's longest-running nameplate, celebrates its 85th anniversary. Canada getting all-new Volkswagen Golf Mark 8 and ID4 electric SUV in 2021. 2020 Mitsubishi ASX gets $24,990 starting price in Australia. Chevrolet switches to the Camaro ZL1-1LE for the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series. VW to build electric ID4 SUV and ID3 hatch in China too. Fisker names its affordable electric SUV Ocean and shows more of it. BMW pokes fun at Mercedes, but ended up getting burned for their huge grills instead. It was on Twitter. It, the BMW's burn was glorious. But BMW's burn at Mercedes, I didn't see the other one. I didn't see the latter half of it. Mazda releases first-gen MX-5 Miata reproduction parts for North America. New F1 2021 rules brings cost caps to, to level the playing field, plus Far more attractive car designs. Hyundai says its 320 plus horsepower Veloster Raptor N is a Honda Type R killer. Anyway, that is going to be it for now. I will see you all after the break. Did you know Cody does more than just tell the news? He's writing articles on cars as well. Be sure to check him out on Mopar Insiders at http: 
forward slash forward slash www.moparinsiders.com and on Drive Tribe at http colon forward slash forward slash www.drivetribe.com. Now back to Cody at Cody's Car Conundrum. Okay, we are back and we are going to get into those recalls. General Motors is recalling certain trucks and SUVs over a very serious problem. Possible unintended braking. The issue was caused by a faulty wheel speed sensor that could fail, leading to the braking of the wheel on the opposite side. Should this happen, the vehicle will pull to one side unexpectedly, increasing the risk of an accident. The automaker is, so far, unaware of any crashes and or injuries related to this condition. Excluded in this safety campaign are 638,068 units of the 2014-2018 to Chevrolet Silverado 1500 and GMC Sierra 1500, as well as the 2015-2020 to Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, and Yukon. All of them, all of them that feature the 5.3 liter engine and 3.8 rear axle and four wheel rear axle 3.8 ratio rear axle and four wheel drive, and GM estimates that only 1% has this defect. An owner notification schedule has yet to be provided, but GM has started informing dealers about the recall since October 24th. The fix will see technicians reprogram the electronic brake control module (EBCM) software, and all work will be carried out free of charge. Those who have already repaired their trucks SUVs will be reimbursed according to the plan submitted on May 17, 2019. Owners who want to find out about the safety campaign can get in touch with Chevy at 1-800-630-2438. Once again, if you want to get in touch with Chevrolet to learn more about the safety campaign, you want, you're going to want to call them at 1-800-630-2438. For GMC, that's 1-800-462-8782. For GMC, once again, that's 1-800-462-8782 or the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration Vehicle Safety Hotline at 1-888-327-4236. Once again, if you want to get in, in touch with the NHTSA Safety Hotline, you're going to want to call 1-888-327-4236. In the meantime, GM recommends operating the vehicles in two-wheel drive to eliminate the risk of unintended braking. Which is unfortunate because it's pretty much snowing in a lot of the places where a Tahoe slash Suburban would be sold. Outside of California and Florida, obviously. I think I think basically what that means is you better hope you have sun t uh, snow tires. Now for Ford's recall. Certain Ford vehicles have been included in three safety campaigns conducted by the automaker in North America. The biggest recall is for the 2015-2017 Transit. And that affects 293,558 units in the United States and federalized territories. 22,960 in Canada, Canada, and 2,755 in Mexico. Built at Kansas between January 17, 2014 and June 15, 2017, the recalled transits have a, apparently have a problem with the drive shaft flexible coupling that could eventually crack. Should this happen, users will be alerted by the driveline noise and vibration. Continuing to drive the vehicle could cause complete drive shaft separation, leading to a loss of motive, of motive power or unintended movement if the vehicle is in park without the parking brake engaged. The company is not aware of any accidents or injuries related to this issue. The second recall revolves around certain 2019 Ford Edge SUVs. A total of 366 examples are affected in the United States and 65 are affected in Canada. Made on September 18th and 19th, 2019 at Oakville. 
According to Ford, drivers may not be adequately restrained in the event of an accident due to an improperly crimped seatbelt pretension or anchor, thus increasing the risk of injury or perhaps even death. Select 2019 Expedition and 2019 Lincoln Navigator SUVs have been included in the third safety campaign. The Fords were assembled on September 5th through the 6th, 2019, and the Lincolns on September 6th at Kentucky. And some of them face increased crash and or injury risk due to the rear tow link fastener that could not have been tightened, that may not have been tightened accordingly during the assembly process. Only 18 vehicles are affected in the, in the United States. In all three cases, Ford's technicians will inspect the cars and repair them free of charge. Let's get on to some other news though, because now we've handled the recalls. 2021 Audi RS3 Sportback repackages 5-pot turbo in new body. Waymo starts building autonomous vehicles in its Detroit plant. Greece wants VW's new factory too, after Turkey, Bulgaria, Romania, and Serbia. Renault wants to offer a hot Zoe RS electric hatch by 2022, and I want them to do that. Mid-sized cars lost 50% market share in the U.S. since, two, since 2009. 2021 Rolls-Royce Ghost tests its new platform on the Nürburgring. Rare Jaguar CX-75 from Spectre, coming up for auction next month. Aussie market Toyota Corolla sedan gets refreshed for 2020, adds hybrid powertrain. BMW has no plans for front-wheel drive hot hatch, believes customers will go for the M2 anyway. Audi A1 city car reject up super mini, launches from 22,040 euros. 2020 Porsche 911 finally gets optional 7-speed manual. The manual will be a no-cost option, but it will be significantly slower than the PDK variant. As if we didn't know that already. Ford's new Sync 4 infotainment to feature wireless CarPlay and Android Auto. 2020 Alfa Romeo Giulia and Stovio updates revealed. Interior gets quality overhaul. Audi slapped a unicorn horn on a Q3 and created the Cunicorn. What? No! No Cunicorn. That doesn't make any sense. 2020 Mazda CX-3, sorry, CX-9 gets more features and starts at $33,790. Tesla's U.S. revenue drops by a massive 39% in third quarter. Sigh of relief. 2020 BMW 5 Series grill not growing in size. Revised 2020 Opel Insignia shows more of its new Corsa-inspired face. 2020 Daihatsu Rocky Small SUV is the Toyota Rise. More rises? Something. More serious twin. Trump administration reportedly wants to dictate where cars are made under USMCA. Oh dear. Brabham BT62 competition spec detailed. Costs 750,000 euros without tax. Mercedes EQC EV facing potential differential issue. Renault Arcana tipped to launch in Europe by 2021. Volta Concept HGV envisions an electric truck cyclists and pedestrians won't actually fear. De Tomoso's P72 to be powered by a 700 horsepower supercharged Ford V8. 2020 Toyota GR Super GT4 Racer coming to private racers for 195,000 plus taxes. Tesla Model 3 gains approval to be New York City's first, elect first electric yellow cab. 2020 Toyota Ryze is the RAV4 smaller sibling and will debut next week. A giant sinkhole swallowed a bus in Pittsburgh. Munched on a Kia too. VW to unveil new ID concept on November 19th. It's finally happening! Nissan spied, apparently, to be working on a new Z sports car. Thank the Lord! We're getting, hopefully, we're getting a new Z sports car. Hallelujah! <laughs>
So sick of the old Z, I, ha I have to be honest. So bored with it. 2024 Mustang Shelby GT500 first reviews are in, and here's what they're saying. GM's Baozhen RS3 is a small SUV for China that costs just $10,160. Oh wait, er, maybe? Whatever. 2021 Hyundai i30 and Fastback Facelift Spy, now with 20% less camo. Factory 5 previewing 9.5 liter V12 powered Romulan supercar at SEMA. Bloodhound LSR completes first test. First test run on the desert. Hits 334 miles per hour. Ford Puma ST hot crossover edges closer to production. 2021 must, sorry, Mercedes EQS electric sedan shows production interior with S-Class like dash. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. I know it's a bit, been a bit of a short episode this time. There's a lot of news going on, so there's kind of a reason for that. But anyway, hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. If you do subscribe on YouTube, hit the notification bell. That way you're notified every time we upload. Anyway, I will see you all very soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at CodyCar, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.